Hi everyone and welcome to Grecian's Gossip. Um, we've got a full house today, I'm joined by David Byram. Hello. Dan Clark. Hello. And Jamie Hawkins. Hello. Um, first time in a little while, isn't it? We've uh, yeah. all been together, I think, a few weeks. But um, anyway, plenty to talk about. Uh, we'll start off with the lost Luton, 1-0 uh, defeat for Exeter City on uh, Saturday. David, you were at the game for us. 1-0, um, was that a fair reflection, do you think? Um, it was a weird one, really. You know, on another day, it probably could have been 4 or 5 now with the, the balance of play. But at the same time, Christy Pin didn't have a lot of saves to make. You know, City defended quite resolutely. They, they weren't the most adventurous of sides on, on Saturday. But I think Paul Tizzo's hand was forced a little due to injuries. You know, when you got Jordan Story, a 20-year-old centre-back, making his first... Uh, league of Pit, well, first league uh, start next to a, a Danny Seaborn player who hasn't who hasn't really impressed that much since coming mm-hmm. back. It was always going to be difficult, you know, especially after uh, it was basically a whole new back four with Dean Moxie, the only only back uh, defender who had played on on Wednesday against Forest Green, and he had to move across the left back, so it was it was completely different. Uh, but they, you know, they defended well enough, and you know, like I said, Christopher Hinton didn't have not, um, many saves to make, but at the same time. You know, the, the Luton keeper was, was barely tested all day. And, you know, on another day, if, if Luton had perhaps, you know, had it a bit more cutting edge would probably be the wrong word because they, they were very, very good. But if, if they'd have been able to get a few more shots on target because they hit the bar, hit the post, you know, had a few shots go wide, then it, it could have been a lot worse. But at the same time, City had a goal disallowed in the last minute that would have given them the point. So uh, it was a weird game in a way, but I think, yeah, no no one can dispute the fact that Luton deserved to win. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned that disallowed goal. I mean, that was a case of, it was Robbie Simpson, wasn't it, colliding with the keeper, Liam McElhinn, and sort of turning it in. I mean, yeah, do you want to talk us through in a little bit more detail and just whether you agreed with the referee's decision or not? Um, so, ball into the box from Dean Moxie, Stockley flicks it on, sort of goes into that, that sort of, I guess, Jeffrey Boycott would call it the corridor of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, where the, where the keeper needs to come out and collect it, but there are strikers lurking. Robbie Simpson, obviously not the quickest of players, he gets a probably a split second after the keeper, and he does, you know, he does collide with the keeper pretty heavily. And you know, the ball was there to be won, and if he'd have got a touch on the ball, perhaps he could make an argument for the for the keeper spilling it to be, uh, you know, for it not to be a foul. But I, I think, you know, in in the real time, I looked at it and thought the ref's going to give that as a foul. You know, these days the keepers get so much prote- uh, protection. Uh, Paul Tizzo for it, so I didn't think it was a foul. So, uh, um, but um, you know, I, and the, the ref didn't actually give it originally, but the linesman did. So the ref, ref obviously blew up. And uh, you know, looking back at the replay, there's nothing that made me think City had been robbed there or anything like that. To be honest. Mm, yeah, interesting that the linesman to made the ref, made the decision for the referee. Yeah, in the, in the last minute of the game as well, you, you you'd probably get a lot of linesmen who who'd say no, that's definitely a foul, mm. and you know. I'm just going to agree with the with the ref here, but fair play to him for for sort of sticking his head up there. And I wasn't, I hadn't been impressed with the ref all game to be honest. So that sort of just <laughs> compounded the the decision. You know, he let the play flow at times, and he didn't book anyone. To be fair to him, but you know the, the amount of things it seems to be. Uh, uh, James Stockley got very little change out of him. You know, he was giving as good as he got with the defenders, but you know the defenders were able to to clamber all over him at some points and then any time he gave something back the ref would immediately penalise him and it, it just felt a bit strange that you know it was it, I, I, Luton weren't fouling him that much or anything like that but it seemed strange that, that Stockley was being penalised for things that you know the defenders were able to get away with mm. Dan, Jamie I did, have you guys seen the highlights and the um, the disallowed goal and if so what are, you, what are your thoughts on it? 
I think if you look at the the overall highlights, and you, you can't really argue that Luton you know, didn't deserve to win. I mean, the goal's a little bit, it's a little bit unlucky. It's a shot from the edge of the box, takes a wicked deflection and leaves Pym with nothing to do about it. But they seem like the better side on the day, and it's probably one actually, you know, particularly with the lineup, the City were forced to to make with the five changes due to injuries that. It's a bit of a three hit, and you you would almost have said, okay, well, we'll, we'll lo- we're going to lose this one. We'll just, you know, we're, they're still in the playoffs. They're still within touching distance of an automatic promotion spot with the games in hand. So it's almost a bit of a three hit. You know, forget about that one, move on, and go and you know win the rest of the games. I mean, on on the disallowed goal, it's one that you, you'd be very disappointed. You know, if that was Christy Pym being clattered into by Danny Hilton. And the referee didn't give a free kick for. I think it's it is a fair decision, in the end. And yeah, you know, it's almost a you know, obviously Luton away is a tough place to go. You know they've scored. You know they've scored seven twice and eight once in home games this season. To, to only lose one nil with a makeshift side is actually not the worst result in the world, really. And you you'd sort of you know would have probably have taken that at the start of the day once you saw that line up mm-hmm. and. You know, with everyone beating everyone around there in the division, there's you know they're still in the playoffs. There's a load, you know obviously Wickham this weekend is a big game and it's arguably a bigger game because Luton they're at the top. They're all you, you almost can you know pencil them in as they're promoted this season. So you know if they're not the team you need to worry about, it's the other, it's the Wickhams and the Mansfield. Obviously the the two next you know games at, at St James's Park that are far more important that that, that City. You know, don't lose those games. Mm. Jamie, do you agree with the the disallowed goal and and what Dan was saying there about the game? I think so. Yeah, the disallowed goal was, was a bit of a bundle, really, wasn't it? <laughs> I think, um, yeah, when that goes against you, you're thinking, you know, the referee's going against you, but when you look back, it was I think it was the right call. But you know, it's Lewin's probably the hardest place to to go and get a result in the league. Um, it's, they're phenomenal at home. You know, the number two or three times they scored seven goals or something like that. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of optimism going into the game, you know, having won at Notts County uh, the game before and being Coventry, having a week off to, you know, refresh and, um, and, and that. But, you know, when you look at the, the team, the, the defence, um, it is worrying that optimism sort of goes all of a sudden. But... You know, it sounded like a pretty valiant performance. Um, to keep it at 1-0, you know, it's always going to keep alive. And you always get, it's a cliche, but at 1-0, one, one you always get a chance. And that was the chance, the goal that was, was ruled out. But it sounded like it was a, a fair result. But as Dan said, it was still really open and, and tight at the top. So I don't think many are going to be too worried about that result. Mm. David, I'm surprised you were able to have a view of the uh, of the incident. The <laughs> Thankfully, it was the other end from the end of the pole was in front of me, yeah. Uh, but there we go. Um, yeah, it, it, Jordan's story he seems to be a bit, of a, at least a bit of a success story coming out of admittedly just one one game. But I mean, he, he just came in late and equipped himself very well. Yeah, good. you know, against players like James Collins, who you know is a, a, a league probably a league one attacker on his day. So uh, you know, it was no no mean feat to to sort of come in. And, and play as well as he did, and you know he's impressed in other games this season as well. Against uh, I think it was Chelsea under 23s he played against in the the Czech Trade Trophy, and uh, you know he played came on against Mansfield as well. So 
he has impressed this season when he when he's playing. You know, apparently the reserve coach Matt Taylor and Andy Tilson, the defensive coach, have both been very impressed with what they've they've seen from his development of the season. So, I think that the fact that he was, you know, even in the first place he was selected speaks volumes of how he has been performing to, for the reserve team this season. Mm. And uh, yeah, he impressed. You know, he wasn't afraid to sort of mix it up and, and get a bit physical at times. And you know, the, the, the slight issue he had was was his distribution, but you know, a 20 year old making your, your first league start, I think that's, that's splitting hairs a bit, that you're going to kick it downfield, you know, more often than not. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, he got slightly unlucky with the goal where the, the shot just deflected on, off him, but you know, there's not much you can do about that really, and you know, a, a solid, de- well, solid daily start that, that bodes well for the future, yeah. Mm. Do you anticipate seeing a lot more of him, or do you think Tiz will sort of protect him slightly more and you end up waiting to him in the deep end as much, if you can avoid it? Or? Yeah, it, it's a difficult one really. You, you know, talking about Wickham here, looking forward, you, you know, you wouldn't want to throw a 20-year-old up in his second league start against Akin Fenwell, would you? So, you know, if Triage were Hemble and, and players like that return to fitness, perhaps uh, it sort of pulls his out, we'll, we'll sort of keep him out of the side a bit more. But uh, I think, you know, I, I think it's now a case of if we have, if City have got injuries at the back, Portis and I think, well, no harm in throwing him in. Mm, okay. Well, um... I mean, lastly, we'll, we'll sort of mention on the looping over, we were talking about sort of Exeter City's title hopes, if they had any more. I mean, Dan, do you think with that result there, um, you know, whatever they were, they are gone now? Or? I think it's, you have to say that, really. I mean, it was, I mean, had they beaten Luton and still won, won their games in hand, then they would have, I think, drawn level on points with them, but it relied on them on winning that game in hand, and Luton's going to be, be 12 points ahead of Exeter now, and that's that's a, that's probably too much for for the club to catch up, they're gonna have, you're gonna have to go on a on a you know a, a run at the end of the season where you win the, most of your games, if not all of them, and it just feels a little bit you know too far out of reach. But it is you know with Notts Counties, you know they were almost up with Luton a few weeks ago and they've slipped back, and obviously be interesting to see how they react to their eight-one defeat at Swansea last night, which. You know, doesn't really bode well for for them for the rest of the season. So that they're sort of just fading away. It's actually you know Luton, as we were saying, they're up there. They're gone as champions, probably on their own. But there's you know sort of I think about eight clubs battling over two automatic promotion spots really. And at the minute, it's all up for grabs for any of them. You know, City probably can't win the title, but if they keep up their the home form, particularly has been. You know, really impressive. I think that you know, not since probably that Port Vale and Luton double when they lost twice in the space of a week. I'll be back mid October now. I think they've won every single home game since then, and they've got after these next couple of games. I think it's a it looks like it's a relatively easy you know run in at home with a lot of you know games against sides mid table and below that you'd fancy them picking up. You know, continuing to win their home games. It's gonna. You know, put them in a great you know, position that you know if they can just pick up the away form a little bit, you know, pick up a couple of wins where they you know, you know, have been losing games, then you know you you'd probably back them, particularly the games in hand, to to be one of those two, you know, other automatic promotion spots, if not at least the playoffs, which has to be the the minimum aim at this stage this season. You know, you can't finish any worse than seventh in the position you're in at the minute. Yeah, Jamie, do you think automatic spots is that sort of a realistic kind of? Objective City. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's been in and around there all season, really. Um, I don't think there was any title talk apart from 
Saturday where I you know, have beaten them and won the game in hand, it would have been uh, three points I think on them. So, um, but you know it's still ridiculously tight up there, and I think it's four points at the moment to third, but with the game in hand still, so win that and it's it's all up for grabs. But um, it's it's crazy. As Dan was saying, Notts County were running away with with Luton now they've been dragged right back into it, and you've got five or six teams at least looking for those final two automatic. Uh, places so it's going to be a huge um, exciting second half to the season with some big games coming up in the next two against Wickham and Mansfield to you know teams that are, I think they're second and third at the moment so um, I think Alcritton actually picked up Tuesday night but yeah it's going to be huge and um, win those games and the game in hand against Yeovil and it's looking pretty good for, for a top three. Mm. Well let's listen to what Paul Tisdale had to say about, uh, about Saturday's game. Um, we're disappointed to have lost the game. I thought we, we uh, put a lot of effort in today and really sort of tough team performance, but you know, on, the, on the balance of play, they deserve to win it. But that aside, I'm really pleased with my team and the way they put themselves about. They cut chances were, were few and far between, but in terms of effort, commitment, and determination from, from your side, you really got that today. Yeah, it was a big challenge for us, you know. I, it's. Recovery from the Wednesday night game was was, was difficult. And we had you know real issues in our back four, as you probably could see from from selection. You know six six members of our of our sort of back four of our squad were all missing today, which gave us and I think to to have defended as well as we did. We finished that game with three at the back there with um, Kane Wilson, Jordan Story, and Dean Moxon. I think shows a lot of a lot about the way that this squad pulled together and, and tried really hard today. Um, you know, we, we, we thought 1-0, we had a chance. We had a chance of nicking one at the end. That's what it was going to be. It was going to be a, a case of nicking one, and we couldn't quite do it, you know. So they're a good team, and on the flow of play, they had plenty of attacks on our goal. But, um, you know, I think we, uh, we, we, we're, we're proud of the way we played today. Yeah, looking at the positive story in, in particular, first league start for him, he was he was rock solid. Yeah, good, great experience for him. Um, you know, he's, it's, it's the, that's the benefit of having a, a squad and a... a, a Development and your young players and a proper reserve team. You know, probably um, a couple of months ago, he'd see himself as seventh choice centre back, and you know, a couple of months later, he's, he's starting again. And that just shows you the way that where we work. You know, it's okay. He probably was seventh choice, seventh choice a few months ago, but you still have to develop those players as if they're next in line. And, and Matt Taylor's done a brilliant job with him and Andy Tilson, um, especially. And the, the, you know, the way the reserves function really, really. Um, correctly means that players like Jordan Story can step up and play and well done him today. Yeah, that's possibly one of the, the toughest debuts he could get at, at the, the League Two leaders, so what will that do for his confidence personally? Well, it would boost it, of course, it's great experience for him and I'm, I'm sure he'll be disappointed if we've lost because he's part of this team, but you know, he'll go home today and I'm sure he'll be, be really pleased he's had his chance and done so well. Yeah, didn't get the result today, but the form generally prior to this was, was, has been really, really good. Next up, Wickham. Yeah, you know, form. Yeah, I mean, if, if talking about form as results, yes. Form in terms of where we performed, yes, again today. So I, I see no drop off in the form today. If we talk about results, of course, yes, we have lost it, but um, we've got a lot of games to go. We wanted to get something from it today. We almost did. Um, we were jumping up and down over there when we thought we'd scored. But, you know, sadly, it wasn't today. Yeah. What's the, the latest on the injuries at the moment? Lots of changes. In, some of them in force today. What, what's the latest? Well, you know, t today, more Taylor, Troy Brown, Luke Kroll, Troy Archibald, Craig Woodman, Pierre Sweeney were all injured today. So that's, that's six out there. And Harley, as you know, was, was missing as well. So that was a, that was a fair, 
fair lump of, uh, of the squad missing. So the, the 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 hope would be would be get getting some of them back um, for next week's game against Wickham, which will be a crucial game. Thanks, for Thank Thank you. Welcome. Just Paul. Just Paul. Oh, very good. What were your thoughts on the Dislai goal? Our Dislai goal. Yeah. Um, we thought it was a goal. The referee was very consistent with the way he gave his decisions. We thought it was a goal. We saw, we saw very little wrong with it, but they were very consistent with uh, with numerous decisions. He gave the same way during the game, so we weren't surprised. That was um, Paul Tisdale there. Now we've um, briefly touched on Wickham up next, and um, as I said, really, yeah, another important game, another one of the teams up there. Dave, what kind of match do you um, anticipate seeing? Uh, well, a bit of a weird one, really. Again, um, me and Jamie were talking about it earlier. City have only had one 0 0 draw this season, that was against mm-hmm. Wickham. And in the last 10 games since Wickham's last 0 draw, they've seen 37 goals sort of going out either end. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> on the one hand, you yeah. think 0 0 tight game, on the other hand, you know, 5 4 maybe. Yeah. So it's a bit of a, a difficult one. I, I think um, I think it will be a tight game, to be honest. Every game at St. James Park at the moment is tight because of the pitch. Um, so, I, you know, I don't think it's, it's going to be a, one for, for sort of the purists either. I think it could end up being a bit of a slugfest, both teams going on the back and Belmer and Stockley, and then see it sort of feeding off the scraps from that. Um, you know, Paul Tisdale said after, it was actually after the Forest Green abandoned game, he said, you know, it, it, in weather like that, when he was talking about the rain, uh, that you want to get it in the opposition box, one of in your box, mm-hmm. because it might fall to someone and it's in the back of the net. Uh, and it's probably going to be a similar situation on, on Saturday, to be honest. You know, the, the longer the ball's at the other end of the pitch, the more chance you have of securing a good result than, than if it's at your end of the pitch. Mm. Dan, what kind of result do you think City sort of need from this game? I think you've got to be, you know, looking particularly with Wickham, they're ahead, they're ahead of you in the table. It's one that you, 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 know, you can't really say you can't afford to lose, but it would be one that you really want to, you know, if you, if you can almost go, if you can offer the point now, you'd probably take it, to be honest. It's a case that you want to keep them within striking distance of a win for Wickham, and all of a sudden, you know, it's four, it goes from four points to seven points, and even though you've got one or two games in hand, even if you win those games in hand, they are still ahead of you, and then, you know, it's a, it's another big win for them over, you know, a promotion, obviously had a big win last weekend, you know, down to ten men, scored twice in stoppage time to win, and that's the kind of you know that they could then you know go to a rival and extra and win again. You sort of looks like that's the kind of run that would could, you know, could put them on in position to, you know, to to make one of those automatic spots their own. So you know, City will be definitely looking you know to try and keep it tight. They don't want to you know lose the game really if they can. And it's another game. I think you know the first goal is going to be really huge in it because as we've been saying all season City have been you know brilliant when they've got the first goal they've only lost once this season in the league when they've scored first but you know if it's only maybe once or twice when they've conceded the first goal they've come back to win so you know it's, you know, it's going to be a you know, it seems to be that they're great at defending leads but struggling to chase the games at the minute particularly if you're sort of going sort of a more defensive system that we've seen you know with you know Essentially, three holding midfielders last week with Boateng, James, and and Tilson in the same side, and just one striker. So, and obviously Wickham, they've got a they've got a reputation. You know, some may say fair, some may say unfair, as a as a team who will time you know waste from even before the game kicks off and will take two minutes over every throw in, and that's the kind of thing that could you know 
would re- can really frustrate the crowd and you know and the players if if you go behind to an early goal then you know Wickham will will take the, you know take their time over everything and sort of you know to reduce it from a 45 minute half to sort of you know maybe only 25 30 minutes of the ball actually in play and you know makes it harder for you know, to come back in so I think City you know they they've got to really, you know they, it's not a game they have to win but it's a game they really can you know could do with avoiding defeat in at the very least and you know just got to try and keep it tight got to get a fir- the first goal if they can and then just try and hang on mm. Jim what kind of changes can you see um his making, so you think he'll rotate a bit? I think it depends on um, players coming back injury wise. I think it's just the defence that is the question at the moment. I think, you know, up front it seems to be a, a recurring theme of, of Stockley up front on his own with, you know, Taylor and, and Holmes sort of behind him. Um, Lloyd James in the middle. Ryan Harley was, but he's obviously picked up a, a knock lately, so you've got Hiram Boating there. So there's a lot of cover on in the midfield so it's just the defence I think before the looting game it was working well with Woodman Moxie at centre back who I think has been brilliant this season they're better than left back or left wing I would argue um, with Troy Oshwell-Hanville and, and Sweeney so it'll be interesting to see if anyone comes back I think it sounds like a lot of players are close to returning so um, it'll be a big boost if someone like Jordan Moore taylor comes back or um, you know, Luke Kroll, Troy Brown perhaps might be a bit too soon for them. But yeah, it's just going to be the, the question of defence. Um, I'd like to see Story start perhaps. I don't think I've seen much of him, but it sounds like he did really well at, at Luton against, you know, the, the league's dangerous, most dangerous attack. So, you know, I think it's just going to be a question of the, the back four. Um, I'd like to see perhaps Moxie start at centre back again if, um, you know, Troy Brown or more um, Taylor aren't available, so um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, we do have the cover though with Kane Wilson as well, of course. It's important not to forget him, but um, yeah, the defence is going to be the big one, and um, I guess it just depends on on who's returned. I think mm-hmm. Dave will know more about yeah, it. Yeah, David, do you can tell us who's coming back? Uh, I think Pierce Sweeney will be back because he was well. Fit enough for the bench. I think he's only the, the only defender. Well, the most fit for the bench, I would say. Uh, he, I think, he picked up a dead leg against Forest Green, so uh, so we can start against Luton. Uh, so I think he'll be back. Uh, then I think Troy Hemble will be back. You know, he, I don't think he can play two games in three days or whatever it is anymore because of his legs. Um, and I'm not hundred sure about Craig Woodman. Uh, Jordan Moore Taylor and Troy Brown were both on when I spoke to Forces on Monday, one to two weeks away. So we could see them involved, but you know, if, if they are, they'll be involved in a push, I think. And then uh, Luke Crowell is back in minor training, but not full training yet. So he'll be a what? He'll be a, a few weeks from from returning yet as well. Mm. What do you think predictions wise, Dan? Uh, I think it's going to be a sort of a tight sort of one-all draw. Mm. Jamie, um, given cities. Brilliant home form. I'm going to go for a narrow 1 0 win. David? City uh, to Edric 2 1. 2 1. Okay, well, let's see, what's, uh, see what happens at the weekend then. Thanks very much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next week.